We are recording this. It is Thursday, 1045. And I mention that because it is very rare when any athlete, let alone an NFL player, is on time on the dot. And that is what Cam Jordan is. Cam, I, you, you said I'm punctual. You really are. Like when we were at Super Bowl, what I appreciate about you, I'm going to start with a compliment right away, is I would go into the lobby of the hotel and Cam was staying at the same hotel and I'd have to walk to, but it would be early in the morning and there was only one player there eaten by himself after just working out and it was Cam freaking Jordan. And I mean, there's something in you, bro. I can feel it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think when you're playing football, there's always been like a, deteri- a deteriorating factor for, for punctuality. Like, if you're not on time, then this is going to happen. So, I mean, mm. that starts early when you're like, oh, I'd rather not do 100 yards worth of rolls on the field in college like just because I was late for this one meeting coming from class. So, you know, then you get to the league, it's like, oh, they take money. You know what? I'm going to be a punctual for everything. So I just treat everything like there's going to be consequences. And I'm not sure what those consequences are. If I was five minutes late to this, you might MF me in your head, and then, you know, that might be the, the end of it. No, I would, I would MF you to your face. That would be, (laughs) um, as you like tell the 33% that are listening right now, you can already tell Cam is a different dude. Um, if you haven't seen yet, go to YouTube. Uh, we had the football feud. Cam was the, uh, captain of the defensive team. Uh, I said to you right afterwards, man, you can do whatever you want. Uh, you could do TV after this, man, you got it. And you looked at me and you said, now, nah, when I'm done, I'm going off into oblivion and you will never hear from me again. And I want to hear this plan, dude, because I'm fascinated by it. I, I mean, I've had, I've had these talks. It was like, hey, you know, you, you do so well on NFL Network. Hey, we see you on ESPN. Hey, seeing you on Bleacher Report. Hey, wh- whatever it is, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm having the most fun I can have. I'm taking advantage of each and every opportunity on and off the field that I see myself doing. And somewhere in there, I'm like, hey, when I'm done playing football, I may give this thing a shot, but by 40, I'm going to be like fully retired. Like when I say like fully retired, somewhere in like San Diego, Lake Tahoe, like one of these crystal clear lake situations, you know, like and just on like on my own little plot, maybe like an acre, acre and a half. I have my basketball court, like a tennis court in the pool and then just like have the family just secluded. It might be weird. It's like just me and the fam. It'll be like COVID-19 just throughout my 40s. I was going to say, is this experience making you want that even more? Because like when I think of what you're describing, all I would love is to not see neighbors and to be like in this like oasis near a lake. Absolutely. Like I walked outside yesterday. I was like, all right. I was like, we got a little hoop out in the front, front street. I'm going to go hoop. I go out there and it's like, we live on a dead end. So there's only five houses and there's only one house out of these five houses that has kids and their kids never play on this hoop. So I walk out and there's like eight kids out there. I'm like, like, do they not know what time it is? Like, yo, I'm like, this uh, is a dead end street. Like, these kids don't belong here. And I don't want to say they don't belong here. But why are they out I know here? what you mean. And there's like eight of them. So I know they don't belong in the same household. So they're already frightened. I'm like, yo, there's so many cross levels that you should not be doing. Where, Cam, where are you at right now? Uh, Old Metairie. What's, I don't even know what state that's in. <laughs> uh, that's Louisiana. It's right outside of New Orleans. So, you know, if there's, if there's a downtown, gotcha. I'm just a suburb of. Wait. You're in New Orleans. I'm in New York. Right. So we're in the two we're places where it's crazy. Here. Yeah. And you're telling me that there was like eight kids play. Oh, man. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, a that's how I know it's not going to get better anytime soon. I'm just going to stay in my house. I've got enough water for a month. 
I'm, I'm running, yeah. sort of running low on toilet paper because apparently everybody was stocking up. I don't, I was, did I miss the memo where like end of the world happens and everybody has toilet paper? Are we gonna have toilet paper fight? Here's the thing, here's the thing. If there was no indoor plumbing, I would totally understand a run on toilet paper. I actually saw a story on CBS Sunday morning where like 30 years ago, Johnny Carson read a thing about how like toilet paper is scarce and there was a huge run and it was selling out all because of fear, which is tells you a lot. But like, who are all these people using all this toilet paper? I personally am a huge wet white guy and I'm not afraid to say it because I care about myself. <laughs> I care about myself, Cam. The cotton fl flushable wipes, I was gonna say at this point. Yes. And then take a shower. You're in your home. Who cares? I will tell you this. But, I didn't know about the wet white game. Like, I feel like single single men don't know about this wet white situation. Agreed. Agreed. All of a sudden, like, a girl gets in your life, you have kids, and like, like all of a sudden it's like, wet white, why was I ever using just regular ply? All of the best ways that I treat myself are solely because I have an amazing fiance. Look, I'm going to be honest. My, my number one white guy trait is that I really don't use a washcloth all the time. Well, guess what? Are you a hands guy? That changed. Oh, hell no. You, look, I don't know, and I don't know if I speak for all white people, but I think I speak for a lot. That a lot of people go, you know what? I'm going to pick up this bar of soap, and it's mine, so I'm going to rub it on my elbows okay. and all that stuff. Yeah. But I, I think that what happens is, is when white guys go to other people's houses – that's when it's like, bro, you can't use my soap like that. I think that's where the disconnect. Absolutely, is. absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know the last time we had bar soap, and I think we've always had like you know this, this sports gel or whatever, whatever, uh, whatever she buys. I'm not sure what's like, yeah. Dove? I don't. I think we have or like old. I use Dove. See, that's what having a woman in your life does. You use Dove instead of Axe shower absolutely. gel. You know what I mean? Um, okay, but that's like what you just said. New normal. It is a little bit, it's a little bit interesting that you're down there in New Orleans. So it's been probably similar to what I'm having in New York, which is every time I consume anything, it's numbers or it's, it's people that are very upset. It's an interesting experience we're going through. How's it going for you? You say numbers, we were talking about numbers here. Every time I turn on the TV, it's the amount of cases, it's the amount of new deaths, Amplified. it's the amount of, it's, I'm getting all that stuff. Absolutely. Uh, it's yeah. it's random. You're you're catching the news where you know we've got the curfew, and uh, I guess there was a police car was playing the purge, the purge siren Stop. down the streets, and then made a statement where he said he didn't know wow. that it was the, the it was it was a significant siren. Like, bro, everybody knows. Oh, get out of here! <laughs> like, like you know, instead of instead of people going to the house, they're putting the masks on, getting ready, getting ready to come up on something. Are you going out for like groceries or in New Orleans? Are you getting like all delivery stuff? And deliveries like like shot like yeah. deliveries. Uh, it's so hard to get like you know the Whole Foods or whatever. Go through the little Prime app, whatever. Like so, I'm I'm having like I got the mask on. I'm looking like I'm going in, out into like a full hazmat suit headed to the grocery store once a week. I hit it like but early. My in the question morning. is: Are you are you not getting recognized because of the mask? So is this like one of the first times you're going to the grocery store and no one's saying anything? No, this is the first time where it's like okay to say no. You're like, hey, can I get a selfie? No, no way, bro. Six feet. Ah, they're taking mm. six feet selfies. Like, no, 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 just stay there. Like with my mask on, with my gloves on. I'm just like, bro, like in no way, shape, or form are you on the like, hey, that's Cam Jordan six years from now. Like, that's amazing. Um, you you just signed a new deal, right? Last last off season, yeah, last off season. And how many how many years are on that puppy? That was a that was a three year extension. I had two years left. I got four years left in building. 
two more years left in guarantee money. And that's, that's always key. But how beautiful is it to be on a long-term deal for an NFL contract with a franchise that you're on and the run it's had? Like, I know that because like your pops was playing too, like you understand timing and opportunity, but I mean, that's just such a beautiful situation. Do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I've never really had to worry about it. I do. I, I tell all my boys, I'm like, when you get here, I'm like, hey, whether you stay or go, I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> like the running joke is like, you know, I've seen so many of my friends leave. I, I create lifelong, you know, relationships with guys like Mark Ingram, Nakeem Hicks, and, you know, guys who come through the building and just like, you're such, such great people. And whether, you know, they come in and stay or come back like Malcolm Jenkins, it's like, hey, I'll be here. What is that like? Because I'm, I'm jealous. I'm an Eagles fan. And what Malcolm brought to that team uh, for all those years was an identity. Uh, he brought something to that team. Whenever they would be doubt, Malcolm would be the one to rally them. Whenever there was a tough situation, he was there. But I also look at your team now, and I, I would say that you've kind of ascended uh, to the role of leader on that defense. What's it like when another alpha comes in the room? Uh, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, for, for you to have that, that reliability, that, that factor where you know what he can do, what he brings to the table. And, again, he comes into, comes into a room where, you know, we just lost Von Bell. I keep making the running joke, like, we just traded a Buckeye for a Buckeye. I mean, that's all that usually mm. happens. Um, we lose one, we had to get another one. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you know what Malcolm is, you know what he's about. So he's coming into, uh, you know, a, a leadership position within his own group. So that's perfect. He's a DB leader. We've got DeMario as a linebacker leader, and then you come down to me, and that makes our defense that much stronger. It's not an alpha and alpha. It's more like us come together to formulate the best team we can. I feel like the, the annoying thing with the NFL and the way that we rank people, whether it's like an all-decade team or an NFL top 100, is the people you leave off, and it's so subjective. And I think that every time I look up, DeMario Davis might be the most underrated player in the NFL, and I just – I don't hear people talk about it. I'm curious what your perspective is of his talent. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know anything about him until he got to the Saints. I was like, oh, DeMar Davis. Like, he was at the Browns for a second. I was like, I think, I think he was at the Jets. And if you're at the Jets, yep. it's so hard to – like, you know, you're in a perfect market. You're in New York. All you have to do is right. be decent, and you should, like, get all the, all the love and accolades. But it's like you also only win three games a year. So – Right. I mean, you know, winning is everything in this business. And when it's not winning, it gets a little ugly. So, you know, he comes to us and I'm like, I don't know what to expect from him. And he has that monster first year. I'm like, oh, oh, this is an animal that nobody nobody's talking about. Yeah. Like, who brought this this lion into this 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 gym? Like, no, there's nobody going to train this man. And I mean, he plays the way that he plays. He takes to the field uh, with the utmost confidence and supreme intelligence of knowing the game. That's my thing is we go, oh, he was on the Browns and the Jets. I don't know why I haven't heard of him. And then it's like, because he was on the Browns, Browns and, and the Jets. Jets. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. How many guys do you think are great football players that are just, and, I, and I, this is not talking tr like too much trash, but like on teams that just waste their talent? Oh, I mean. Like how, how many times have you seen that story? Uh, for sure. I mean, there was, there was a stretch where we went, what, three years of seven and nine. And within those, you know, three years of seven and nine, they're like, oh, you had the worst defense in NFL's history right. but I was like I also had like 10 sacks like I was low-key balling and they're like nah bro like nobody from that and everybody talks about like nobody from the defense was, was even decent I'm like I was I was I mean I was doing I was yeah, there I was doing quite well actually I was I was thriving and 
And you know, I was like the rose coming out the concrete. Like I was doing my thing. We just needed a couple more vines. And, and that's what it is. The NFL, you hope that the, the team can look around and they can be honest with themselves and they can say, who do we build around and who do we not? And if you pick the right guys, you create a culture. And it's, it's kind of that simple. What is, what's a Sean Payton locker room? How is it different than other NFL locker rooms? How would I ever know this? I've never uh, left. Well, okay, from what you've heard, ah, from what you've okay. heard or people leaving. Oh, man, I mean, when, when people come here, First of all, I, I, we're going to say locker room, not practice. When people come here, they're like shocked by practice. Like, bro, you guys do this all week, every week? Yeah, yeah, We're different. I don't. What do you mean? Apparently, we practice a little, little longer, a little harder. Like, you know, we, we push the limits on a lot of things in training camp and, and whatever it is. And, like, guys aren't used to it. They're like, oh, so when's your day up? But when, when we get one, yeah, we, he, like, he walks into training camp. People are like, hey, you're in the tunnel. No light. No light. No cell phone light. It's encompassed. Like, we're in, you're in the dark. Put your head down and keep working. He's like, oh, okay. And guys that come in, like, what does he mean by that? I'm like, what he, what he said. Like, we're, we're going to push this to the limit, big fella. And then, you know, you also come into, you know, the way that we, we've attacked practice and everything. He's, he's so about getting efficient work in that I think the last year or two, he's been phenomenal practices. So our locker room has been at an all-time high. So guys come to the locker room, like, guys come to the locker room from wherever it is, from the Browns, from, you know, the Jets, from – uh, the Cardinals from wherever they come from, it's like, bro, this is so refreshing. Like, this is what I thought the NFL locker room was supposed to be. I mean, everybody's like really interactive. Like, they come from teams and like, hey, like guys over here, like sort of in a click, like a click type nature. And it's like here, everybody meshes. We got a little hoop we convene at. We play, like we get buckets before practice. You know, we've got, you know, we've got our ping pong table. Guys are playing video games. Like it's a very relaxed setting to make you feel that much more comfortable. It's it's like the way you guys play, like the characters that you have on your team. I, I think that's it, it. It's just funny because you hear around all the time these NFL players are like, I'm not able to like be who I am or express myself. And then I look at like you and Alvin Kamara and like all of these guys in the Saints. I'm like, why don't they have that problem? It's not there. Right. I mean, if anything, I'm like, I'm like, my, I feel like my teammates biggest hype man. I'm like, bro, if you don't know who Alvin Kamara is, like if you don't know Mike T, hell, if you don't. If you don't know, you know, DJ Swearinger got on the team and he's been here for three weeks. If you don't know who that man is, like Jack Rabbit, like, you know, if you don't know my teammates, I don't know what the heck you're doing. You ain't even watching football. So. Um, in my mind, uh, Drew Brees, like, he's just up there in my mind. Like, if I was hanging out with him, I feel like the conversation would be a little bit corny. I would be very, like, happy to meet him. But I'm, I'm curious, what is the coolest thing that Drew Brees has ever done or said to you? Uh, the coolest thing. I don't like the one that like you looked at somebody and were like, you, Drew. Was this a year or two ago? I think he started rapping out of nowhere, and it might have been like late '90s. It was like a late '90s rap. It was like his college experience, you know. But he was, he was, it was like free flow bars, and we we're like, okay, Drew. Like, let's. Was it with a beat, or did he just? No, go it was acapella for sure. It was yeah, yeah. It was, wow. it, was yeah, it was it was straight. It was straight heat. Um, and he was sitting there like. Like that's a classic. Oh right, no, that was that was during your college experience. You know that makes sense. That was that was early, mid mid to late nineties. The the I what I'm thinking about is um, Rita Wilson in the beginning of quarantine was like rapping Blondie, and that's what I think of when you tell me this story about Drew Brees. That Drew Brees all of a sudden was like, "Hey guys, a hip, a hop, a hip, a hip, a hip, a hip, hip, a hop." It's like, come Bro, on. I, I don't even know what the aspect was. I just remember like sitting back, like that's my quarterback. Well, the, the respect that, that everybody has for him 
Like, he's an ultimate what do you competitor. think the, the levels of respect are in the NFL like right now? Like, is it is it Brady and Breeze and then ever like you know what I mean? Like, if, if people walk in and people kind of get more straight, who else is up there? Fitz Legend, man, Larry Fitz might be. Other, other than mm, that, not gonna lie, I thought you were talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick for a second. He is an Arizona guy, and I am proud he's from Arizona. Like he he plays like he plays, and then keeps making these contracts, and I'm just sitting there like, yeah, yeah, Ryan, do it for Arizona. Keep keep getting that bankroll, baby. It's incredible. But what's more wild is that Chase Daniels made almost as much as him. But Larry Fitzgerald is interesting. Larry Fitzgerald to me. He doesn't have the championships, but he kind of gives me like Tim Duncan of the NFL vibes. Right. I mean, it's a shame he didn't get a Super Bowl. But that being said, you know, you, you, you look at Larry and it's everything that he's done. He's always stayed great. Not even like consistent, like great throughout this entire career. You're like, yo, how long he's been in the league? It doesn't matter. He's getting, he's getting 800 yards plus every season. How strong uh, – and we're going to bring in Ingber soon, and we're going to do your uh, – our, because I did it too, top five and bottom five quarterbacks that you'd want to quarantine with uh, because you go after quarterbacks, and I – do you dislike quarterbacks, or can you, like, switch it on for the game, or do you just not like them in general? I mean, stop to say, I mean, um, I feel like court, all quarterbacks are just good people. I feel like they're all just really good people, minus maybe Mason Rudolph. Um you talk about <laughs> like they're they're like just like really good. People. That's like a situation. Everything. That's the, right the situation, way. Cam. Yeah. It's okay. Anytime you don't feel comfortable, you can say you don't have to talk or say anything. I the the fact that that it was all about the word and it was a he said he said and we're all sitting there and we're all going but I know Miles and I know what his personality is like right. and then Tomlin comes out and he goes and I know Mason and I know what his personality is like and it's like wait I need to compare someone vouching for Miles versus Tomlin to see like who I it's I, we're never going to get an answer, and it's like the number one thing that would destroy someone in the locker room because it's like the worst thing you could say. Right, for sure, for sure. Um, you see, I just leave it at the situation. Like, I'm glad he's not on I my know. team. Like, I don't have to deal with it. I take Miles though. Like, <laughs> me, Miles, Mike Devin, like, sounds like a phenomenal defensive end trio. Man, how like now that Davenport, he's got to be coming into his own now. Right. Like this is now going to be year three. Like I bet you he went from like really good prospect to oh you're an NFL guy now. For sure. I mean, you talk about what do you, what do you have last season in what eleven game series? He had six sacks. Like I mean, this this potential for you guys. I I won if I, if you guys can get a healthy Sheldon. Absolutely. Um. Oh. Man. Absolutely. It's a game changer. For sure. I was the, the, I was like the pocket presence that he has alone, and then just our ability to stay in that 4-3 on a third down. Because when he goes, now all of a sudden, it's, it's, we're really playing a 3-4. And you know how much harder it is to get pressure on a quarterback running a 3-4? <sighs> of course, because you're taking on, like, at least two guys every time. It's, it's fun. And then if a running back's chipping, like, what are we even doing here? Tell my back these, these problems. I'm like, <laughs> at the, at the end of the game, everybody's like, yeah, we're going out. I'm like, yeah, guys, so. You're like, you're like, listen, I've just been standing like this <laughs> for like an hour lifting up Zach Martin. Right. I'm like, I'm, uh. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to go ahead and catch y'all later. I'm going to go hit this massage chair. That is the best piece of equipment I think I own, by the way. During season, That's I probably, I probably, like my wife will tell you, like, I probably love my chair more than I like hold her. Like, uh, I'm like, all right, like. And is it like, is it like every night? Oh, for sure. 
for sure. Like when I get home from work, I'm in that thing. Like everybody knows, like when daddy comes home, like I've got probably like 30 to 45 minutes of playtime. But right when they're like, hey, it's time to go up for showers and stuff. I'm in the chair. Like don't look for me until it's bedtime. Like I'm in the chair, like, uh, all right. Like it's got the full body. Like I got the arms, I got my, the legs. My friend, my friend said this to me. My friend is a creative. So he, he lives in LA creative. and he has like his own office. I love Sometimes last, he'll go there and just- so, the, A creative. I love the, t- the title. Well, he's a sneaker designer. And so I, like, now I love your friend, our, our, our friend. Yeah, no, he's, <laughs> he's got the good stuff. Um, but it's, it's funny because he was saying, I'm getting this yearning of like wanting to go to and having a workshop, like in my home, like a garage right. and having like power tools. He's like, and I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but like suddenly I want to like work with wood and like make a table. I don't know. I, I, I Passover quarantines. I think, and he, he just realized Jesus was a craftsman. And so he was just trying to be closer to Jesus. I get it. No, I totally understand. Are you assuming that my friend's Jewish? I, I'm assuming he could possibly be Christian more than Jewish, but yes. Ooh. The fact that you knew it was Passover is amazing. He's not Jewish, but I like that. Um, he's, uh, all right, hold on. I have, I have two more questions then we're going to play top five or bottom five. One because you're so good at routine, what is one tip that you can give to people there about starting these days strong because they're repetitive? I've got three kids. What is repetitive about this? My daughter stubbed mm. her toe this morning. I've been up since like 4.30. Okay. Dude, how much different is life with kids? Because I don't have any in it. Oh, life without kids is like you know what's going to happen. And you can plan for it to happen. You'd be like, hey, like, hey, next week we're going to Dominican. But if your daughter throws up the day before, guess who's not going to Dominican? When I was single, and like my girl was like, hey, babe, I just threw up. Well, tough. I'm going to Dominican. So you hop on this plane or not? <laughs> it's a whole different feeling when you have a three-year-old looking at you like, daddy, help. I'll help you. Wow. That makes so much sense because right now I'm spending so much of my time like planning my days and going, you know what? I'll do that at two. Right. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, I'll say, and my wife will tell you, I'm actually the one that like messes up her plans. Like she's a very scheduled person. I'm like, ah, come in like, all right, babe, you said we're doing tacos tonight. Yeah, but I'm filming lasagna. So <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, I'll be in the kitchen. I, I, got, I, got, I got things to make. All right. I have left my prediction for your season and uh, something that I believe could make you go viral in a big way if you choose to do it. Which do you want to hear first? I'm not cutting off my dreads just because I cut off my sons. Is that, is that how we go viral? Never. All right, cool, cool, Never. cool, 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 cool. Bigger than that. All right, I'll save that for a second. My prediction for the Saints, I said this on a Ringer podcast with Kevin Clark. I, I'm the, you, you can internalize it, it doesn't matter. I think you guys are winning the Super Bowl. I thought it was last year when the Pope tweeted out Saints because I said, oh, the universe is aligning. Right. I thought that last year was going to be Breeze's last year. But now that they have Sanders and the O-line is back, and now, like you said, it's you, DeMario, Malcolm. And so at all three levels, it's not just studs because it's also Lattimore and Davenport, but it's also like people that can adjust at all three levels to an offense. I'm saying it right now in quarantine on April 9th, 2020. I think the Saints are the Super Bowl champions. I just wanted you to know that. I love it. I love it. Um, I've, that's what I've, I've felt in my heart the last two years. So clearly my heart has been sort of off. 
I was like, you know, three years ago, I was like, I don't like, you know, I think we've got a young team and we surprise ourselves. And I was like, Hey, I was like, I think we can, we can do it. And we get to the, you know, co conference championships. And then this last year, I'm like, all right. So if anything, we can never have a close game and that's on us. We know, we know things aren't going to go our way. If we make it a close game, we can't control, we can control. At one point we were up by more than 10 points. That's what, mm. like, that's our, our buffer zone. Like 10 points is what I call a close game now. <laughs> so now it's, we're not leaving anything. To exactly. Whatever, whatever it takes to get to the playoffs. Cause apparently 13 and three or whatever it was, doesn't get you a, a second round, a second, second seed. Man, that was crazy. Yeah. And it all came, it all came down to that one Niners game, but the nine, you know what? The Niners were a great team. No doubt. Like, they were a really – like, they, you know what I mean? Like, you guys were very even. Five first-rounders on the D-line alone. Like, that was – Yeah. You know? Um, and when you talk about five first-rounders, like, I was, I was just sitting there like, it's like, all right, well, we're down to three D-linemen. I mean, you know, we'll make it, we'll make it shake. We got Mario Edwards Jr., you know, playing, playing well, but he's not yes. – You know, you can't replace Sheldon Rankins once he goes down. No. Um, you got, you know, Trey Henderson, but when Marcus goes down, it's like, you know, they work – Great Tully, together. right? You got Tully. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Tuttle, Tuttle, shy Tuttle. Yeah, man, that was the dude. That was the dude that stiff armed Matt Ryan, right? Yeah, into uh, into what is six feet under the ground. Absolutely. I love when plays like that happen when we're all watching. So that was Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was. And good bird. Were you running behind Matt Ryan when it happened? Uh, I was running behind. I was, what was I was running like shadow of shy Tuttle. Like, I think I came back at an angle. I, like, blocked the offensive lineman. was, like, coming to help Shy with – and then he stiff arms Matt, and we just look at him. I was, I was hoping that you were, like, yelling out, get him with the stiff arm, Shy. <laughs> Hell no. I was, like, I was trying to be his lead blocker, then he was, he was out there rolling, though. Oh, I mean, he put him into the earth. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. Did you see the Falcons' new jerseys? Are you a fan? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw the best meme ever. It was, like, it was like the, uh, the XFL jersey. And then, of course, uh, the Panthers then come out with, like, you know, a guy walking out to the, to the opening doors and they see Adam Sandler in his uh, longest uh, yard jersey. I was, like, I was like, I don't think this is a good one. I was like, I don't. <laughs> Tampa Bay come out with a jersey. I'm like, okay, that's edgy. That's nice, I guess. And then I, it, they're kind of going back to their old ones. I just realized, okay, so you're going to be like your games against the Bucks this year are going to be national television they're going to be either monday night football sunday night football they're definitely not putting it on thursday night football two out of the five and greatest they, quarterbacks of all times to go head to head twice a year do they do this on purpose and they're chasing each other for yards and, and touchdowns right. as the greatest of all time so every time you sack brady breeze is going to look at you and be like you got my back <laughs> absolutely and i'm also going to go to drew like hey so i need um Every time I sack Tom, I'm going to need a signed jersey so I can auction it off for charity. <laughs> help me help you. The, the Cam Jordan Foundation. Exactly. What, um, have you gotten Brady yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've gotten him once out of like the three times we played him. He's a check, he's a check down king. Like if he feels pressure, he will, like no worries. Like he doesn't get sacked often for a reason. But that's why Malcolm Jenkins is going to be good for you. Because the thing he does great is tight ends, running backs, and wide receivers in the slot. Let him, because he already knows your tendencies. It's the deep balls. You're like, okay, but like adjusting quickly, man. We got incredible. a free safety of Marcus Williams. You know his range. Dude, He's range. We're good. All right. Here's how I think you can go viral. Have you seen Tiger King? No, I keep, I keep hearing about it. I, okay. I refuse to watch it. <laughs> okay. So all I'm going to tell you is that 
one guy went missing and it's still unresolved. And his name was Don Lewis and his wife was Carol Baskin. And that's why there's a meme right now, which is like, what happened to Carol Baskin's husband? If you dedicate this upcoming season in the memory and the hope to find Don Lewis, Carol Baskin's husband, and that you're dedicating it, that we need to find this man. He was a good man. I, and it's, it sounds, it's very innocent. You can just take this. I'm just saying that it will be Cam Jordan, all pro Cam Jordan, dedicate season in the hopes to find Carol Baskin's husband. Like, amazing. Huh. Huh. Okay. I, I look, that's one of the shows I got to, I got to, we just finished The Boys. So that's, that's another. Okay. We got, the we got fact this. that you thought I was going to come with some lazy take, like cut off your dreads is insulting. I've been thinking about it, bro. I'm just, you know, I'm just, maybe that was just me projecting what I've been thinking. Okay. Yeah. It is interesting that with, with dreads or braids, everyone says that you should or shouldn't be wearing it. I find that in it all the time. I mean, is it, this day and age, is everybody not overly opinionated? I mean, that's sort of the fun of it. Well, that's why that's why I love Kawhi Leonard because he still has like 1990s braids and gives no fucks. Exactly, he's like he's like Carmelo Anthony when he first got to the league, just the straight backs. You're like, it, it, you know, just put a headband on it at this point. I would love. I mean, to me, one of the cleanest hairstyles was the Carmelo Syracuse white headband with braids. It didn't touch Iverson no, I'll say the, headband yeah, braids, exactly. but it was damn close, right? For, for sure that. All right. We're going to bring David in now. It is time to rank our the, the quarterbacks in the NFL that we would most like to and least like to quarantine. Uh, David, I know that you've probably thought about it more than Cam. So what, what did you, how did you factor this in? What was your process? Yeah, I definitely needed to think about the long term on all this, by the way, how you doing Cam? Thanks for uh, letting me join in here. Um, you know, I have a two and a half year old daughter. So a lot of the stuff you were saying about planning out your day is really difficult. I promise you, I ignored her for the last two days so that I could really think hard about this. <laughs> it's not enough to think about what would you want to do a sleepover with? That's a very different question. This question of who you want to be quarantined with, this might be two months, three months. We have no idea how long this is going to last. So I really was thinking long-term. Okay. Uh, why don't you start it off? Uh, I think it's, David, I want you to run five to one of the ones that you'd most like to. I don't, I'm going to be honest with Zoom and stuff. It's too, there's too much interruption. So give me five to one of your top five you'd like to quarantine. Okay. Number five, I'm going with Kirk Cousins. The man is the quintessential dad. I feel like he's organizing snacks. He's organizing activities. He's keeping the house together. I really want Kirk's energy during quarantine. Number four, since they haven't really settled on a quarterback yet, I think I get the entire quarterback room of Jarrett Stidham, Brian Hoyer, Julian Edelman, and Mohamed Sanu Sr. And I think the four of them, I could help them work out some really weird trick plays. We're just watching film together. I'm a Patriots fan, Cam. So I think we're just like, we're looking at what, what worked last year. The thing that worked was trick plays. That was their main offense. I want those four guys in a room. We're just breaking down film. Number, Number three, three. man, Drew Brees. I read a story about him from Zach Streif that... Drew Brees came out of nowhere and just started dominating ping pong. I just want to play ping pong in a basement. I could do that for a hundred months. Not I true. love He's ping never pong. Beat me. I want to play Drew Brees. I'm sorry. sorry? He's never beat me. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'll train him so that he's ready to play there you when the season starts. Yeah, I am, I am the best. <laughs> Number two, a little bit of a Patriots fan bias, but I really would love to write a tell-all book with Jimmy G. I want to know 
what was happening on his side of things. Because we've heard the Seth Wickersham, we've heard denials on both sides. I want to sit down, and I feel like after a couple of weeks of fun, parcheesy, late night, drinking wine, I could break him down and get some good info from him. Number one, Gardner Minshew. Okay, the sky's the limit with him. We're going to be shooting squirrels. We're going to be opening a big cat sanctuary. We could start a podcast together. We're going to have a fun Instagram where we're working out in our tidy whiteies. It's going to be a blast. I don't know how anyone could say anyone other than Gardner Minshew. That's my top five. Wow. I will say this. You had two in your top five that are in my bottom five. Beautiful. This is what this podcast is all about. Cam, do you want to go next or should I rip it off? Uh, You know what? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll end it. Okay. I'll end it. I'm going to go with my top five. Number five, surprising pick, Aaron Rodgers. Here's the reason. He's going to leave me alone. He's going to go to his side of the house. I'm going to go to my side of the house. And then we're (laughs) going to sit at dinner and he's going to go, what'd you learn today? And it's going to challenge me. But at the same point, no interaction. Again, we're talking long-term here. Number four, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Look, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to keep it light. He's going to keep it fun. He's from Arizona. I know that means a lot to Cam. And I also think that he, because, I don't know if you know, he went to Harvard, is going to like one time make a souffle or he's going to, you're going to be sitting there drinking a tall boy at the end of the night and he's going to be like, you want to know something about the Ottoman Empire? And yes, yes, I do. (laughs) Number three is mainly based on location. I'm going Sam Darnold. Here's the reason. He's out in California. He's on the beach. He's there with the crunchy granola fam. And I'm going to be honest, being able to see the water, I, I, I don't even know what it looks like anymore. I would love that in my life. Number two, I'm going Dak Prescott. Here's the reason. Now that the franchise tag is out of the way, we're feeling good. But he is somewhere in Texas, in the middle of nowhere, going hunting every day. That's what, or he's going on the lake and he's going fishing. And that sounds really enjoyable to me. I didn't, I wasn't even biased by Cam talking about a lake because I know Dak is on a lake. Carson Wentz almost made the list, but I feel like the conversations with Dak would be a lot more fun than Carson. And my number one is Teddy Bridgewater. Because I just feel like Teddy is the ultimate wingman, and I feel like he's got a new home in Carolina, which means there's no furniture in it, which means we have a lot of space for games and activities. And I think me and Teddy are shooting hoops in the living room in Charlotte right now. That's my top five. Mm. Okay, so that puts it on me. Um, All right. Yes. Number five, I go Teddy Bridgewater. My dog Mm. is always wearing a little fish bucket hat, which just tells me that, like, he likes to fish. And that might not be true, but he's from Florida. He's always wearing a bucket hat. It streams. He's an extremely cool guy, cool individual. I could be around for, I know, a good two months and not have to worry about us, like, bumping heads. I know that we'd mesh. We could play some video games. We could kick it. We could talk about life. Exactly. Teddy's been through a lot, and he could give you life lessons at his young age that you wouldn't expect from him. Um, I then go Drew Brees because I need his compound he has out in California. I feel like he's probably got, like, all the meals, all the things, all the, the self-sustainable garden that he has in his, his backyard, the basketball court. with the, I mean, minus the Purdue Boilermaker being on there. It's a full basketball court over there. Um, he's got land out there. That's what I need. I need, some, I need somebody with land. Which I've seen some of the insides of the house. I know he has reserves food. It's a major reserve food. So, sure. so okay, so I'm going to take his house. So I need Drew. You know, it's, it's a huge house, so I know that, like, his family can have a court of the wing. His wife and my right. wife get along perfectly. Love it. So that's, that's okay, so that's Teddy. That's 
Okay, so now I got it. Teddy is five. Breeze is four. Number three. I'm going to need Matt Ryan in my life. Why? Because without Matt Ryan, I don't know how good I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> so That's I got to keep him close and make us even closer. Um, you know? That's amazing. Uh, just out of, out of love for him in my division. Um, just in case. Number two. I'm going to need Cam Newton. Because in there, we're going to be bored. And my man is a creative. He's always, he's created TV shows on Nickelodeon. He's done so many things, you know, on in YouTube, on, on Twitter. He's super active on Instagram. I do know that if I need to shoot some ideas off of him, he's going to have a lot. He's got a cigar bar. I need to import those cigars. Okay. Um, nice. Then we're, we're also, I'm also thinking if we do and get bored, every, everybody can just go into his closet and we can do a whole fashion show. We're just... Rip I love the runway. this. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, we're that. just going to rip the runway every, every, let's call it once a week. We're going to call it the latest fashions or maybe the latest off fashions, depending on. Or you week. call it, you call it either Karunway or the Rona runway. Oh, Karunway might work. I might, I might have to take that with the kids sometime this weekend. That, that definitely might happen. And number one. You know? So number five, th this is incredible. I just want to say props to you for not just putting Breeze number one. That's why I love you. So you went Bridgewater five, Breeze number four, Matt Ryan, because he's practically giving you all your sex. Number three, Cam Newton, number two. This is an incredible list. Number one. Number one. Um, I will say Russell Wilson. Interesting. Oh. Because the man has not only won Super Bowls, um, but he's the only quarterback I have not – I don't think I've sacked him in the regular season. I think I've sacked him in the postseason. I've hit him a lot of times. This man is the most elusive quarterback. So, therefore, I need to enter his mindset of what he's thinking so I, the hunter can then – exactly. Wow. It's a long game here. I'm sacrificing whatever conversations we're going to have. And the, the fact I that thought you were going to say a Sierra thing. Sierra, she made a song, Level Up, When My Sack Celebration Is Level. So it goes hand in hand. She goes level up, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm here stacking the entire time. So I can, I can really rock and level up at the same time. Okay, so you are somebody, one, incredible list. Yeah, beautiful. Very impressed by it. But I'm also curious, like, I am fascinated by Russell Wilson's mindset, and you just mentioned it there. What is your take on it? Uh, that's what I, I got to figure out. I got to break him down. And, like, I've, I've had plenty of conversations with him. I like Russell Wilson as an individual. And in the game, I'm in there talking like, Russ, you going to let me get the sack? And he just laughs it off. He's such i think a great guy like i said i don't know too many quarterbacks that are just like sleazy dirtbags like you wouldn't be like oh richie incognito i want to fight you off the field you know if mm. richie incognito was an arizona guy we probably would have beef you know it's, it's, I'm he's not a pouncy guy like you know you're not gonna like there's no there's no room for him to be like a, a bad individual like i've talked trash to a lot of different quarterbacks and 95 percent of the quarterbacks don't talk back like i think quarterbacks mm. just have live a phenomenal life like, hey, bro, on the offside, I'm – We're the 5%. Five, maybe five. Phillip Rivers in a, in a crossover practice might start. But then again, Phillip – Phillip, like, when people told me Phillip was talking crazy to him, I was just like, what? Like, Phillip, just like, hey, settle down, like, in a very country accent. I still see the little mm. country tie that he has. Like, I don't even know what to call that. Bolo. Yeah, a bolo. Like, at that point, in my mind, just give him a ranch. Like, he has 85 kids. He just wants to, you know, wrestle some cattle. And that was I. I, I don't, I'm not going to say if I put Philip Rivers in my bottom five, but he was definitely close because I knew I'd have to be living with all those kids. So, David, now let's do the five quarterbacks from five to one that you do not 
want a room with in quarantine? Where do we start? Right. Starting in with Russell Wilson. Now, if I were a football player, I might want to learn a lot from Russell Wilson. His mentality is breaking down film. I'm not a football player. I would just have to like get roped into his TikTok dances and his wholesome family fun. Not about that. <laughs> not for me. Thank you. The number four that I don't want to hang out with. This might surprise you because he's my favorite player of all time. Tom Brady. I don't want to spend two months with him. The health food, the supplements, the mugginess of Tampa. You know, maybe if we were like in Key West and we could go in the water, I don't know. Tampa's just not for me. I'm not going to be doing this. This is for months we're talking about. Number three, Joe Burrow. We had an opportunity to meet Joe Burrow in Miami. And I'll tell you what, the guy's a little cocky and he should be. He just kicked everybody's ass for an entire couple of years. He's amazing. He's going to be a great pro, I think. But there's nothing worse than being in a house with a cocky 22-year-old. I'm 35 years old. I've moved on from that stage in my life of being around boastful millennials. Not for me. Number two, Big Ben. No interest in living in a bear cave. I don't know where he lives. I assume it's a bear cave. I want to live in a nice house or some not, no, no hunting lodge for me. And the number one, it's the obvious answer. Phil Rivers. I got my own kid. It is so difficult having a kid during quarantine. I have no idea what ages Phil Rivers' kids are. There's a 16-year-old. Oh, I want to watch this on TV. Oh, there's a 12-year-old. He wants to do a go noodle. There's a nine-year-old. There's a four-year-old. I, I can't deal with all the ages. I've got one kid. I would rather be just me and my kid and then maybe like Gardner Minshew can help me raise her, you know, but I'm not going to like take on Phil Rivers' nine kids. That's my answer. So I had Philip Rivers and then I thought about it Phil is totally one of those guys who has trained the older four of his kids to parent the younger four of his kids. That is and I think that's why I took him out because I was like, there are definitely like systems in place sure. by Philip Rivers. All right. My number five quarterback that I would least like to quarantine with is Jared Goff. Why? Because I think I kind of look like Jared Goff. And if we kept like passing each other in the hallways, I'm worried I'd go a little crazy in quarantine. And I'd start wondering if this was like, what's that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio with the island, Shutter Island? <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> Definitely four, a Shutter Island situation. Is Kirk Cousins. Because of all the things you liked before, save me. He's going to be like, now, Adam... Did you eat all of the chicken breasts? Now, Adam, look, we have moderated how much time you get to watch 90 Day Fiance. I'm not down for it. I also feel like he'd be so routine-based that at like 527, I'd look up and he'd be like, this really is a treat. And I'd be like, he says that every, like I would, I would go crazy with Kirk Cousins. Too much khaki. Number three, Derek Carr. I just feel like of every quarterback in the NFL, he's the one most likely to go, are we okay? A lot. And like worried about how I'm receiving him in quarantine. I don't, I don't, I feel like you have like an issue because I didn't do the dishes yesterday. That feels like a conversation I would have with Derek Carr. I don't want to have that conversation. Two, the least I want to be in quarantine with is Drew Brees, and here's the reason. I didn't think about the fact that he's got a huge place and he's got a basketball court, but the main reason is his kids and his relationship with them kind of gives me um, that Will Ferrell vibe. Uh, what was that movie where he was a race car driver? Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. 
Talladega Nights, I just feel like I'd be at the table and he'd be like, what drink do we like? And his kids would be like, Mountain Dew, Dad. And I'd be like, what the fuck? And they'd be like, Breeze, like, did you do your push-ups today, Adam? And I'd be like, no. And he'd be like, kids would be like, shame, shame, shame. I just feel like it's a house where there is an alpha and there's a lot of little pups. And I feel like I'd enter that and I would get destroyed. So that's why Drew Breeze is two. And my number one is Daniel Jones. Like, what? Hey, what are we doing today? We're folding my polos. No, I don't want to be like, I feel like rooming with Daniel Jones is also rooming with Daniel Jones's parents. I feel like I'd come down in the morning and they'd all be in matching flannel and they'd say, would you like some oatmeal? I put some strawberries on top. I, it, I just feel like I'd be staying at a non-friend's house and I don't want it. <laughs> Was I too hard on Drew Brees and his kids, Cam? Uh, <laughs> I, that, was, that was I never even thought about it. Look, they're, they're, they're impressionable. Look, they're going to be phenomenal. All of them probably going to be phenomenal quarterbacks. I don't, you know. How many of – Drew Brees has three sons, right? Right. How many of them do you think play in the NFL? Over, under, one and a half. <laughs> Over, under, one and a half. <laughs> uh, I must for sure say at least two out of three, if not all three. So you're wow. taking the over. Yeah. I'll take the under yeah, for on sure. one and a half of Drew Brees' sons playing. For sure. Bro, they're, they're already they're, – they're walking into, like, kindergarten, ready, like, arm ready, short, like, they're going to – Oh, they're doing, like, the arm exactly. stretches and stuff? They're going to be magnificent, like, accurate quarterbacks here by the time they're in high school. Like, they're already running – they're running San Diego streets, like, killing the flag football leagues now. That's what I mean. Like you, Drew Brees' kids, I feel like, would star in a Tommy Amansky baseball workout video with Fred McGriff from the 90s. Like, I feel like they were the ones, like, getting the ball in the outfield and, like, twisting and then throwing it into a garbage pit. Hey, ready. Bad news, ready. Brees kids. All right. Your bottom five quarterbacks that you would not want to quarantine with, Cam Jordan. I think it's obvious. Number five would be Mason Rudolph. Um, just don't know where we're going to be politically speaking. Um, don't know how much of a conversation we could actually table. Um, cause the first thing I'm going to do is like, Hey, so what did you really say? We need to have, a- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you really say? That's going to make it uncomfortable probably from that point and out. Um, won't be fun. Number four, number four, uh, I would say Eli Manning simply because I know okay. Eli comes over. He's probably bringing Peyton and Archie. Probably Coop, and that, I didn't ask for all that. It's quarantine time. I mean, look, you go. It's not you. You only get you don't get plus ones. It's just you. Um, okay. And then I could only imagine. At that point, I would probably not want to have Pat Mahomes in, in the house. Mm. <sighs> he got. He's a second. Like what is he? A third year in. He's technically like a second full year starter. Has a Super Bowl. Been MVP already. Just too many accolades. I don't need that kind of like chipper. Like happy go lucky. I don't, you know, I don't have anything to worry about in my career this early, this early on yet. You know, like there's been no like, oh, he's had to overcome, you know, whatever it is. There's been none of that. He's like, oh, he entered a, a Kansas City team that was a, a, a playoff potential team already, a playoff caliber team with eleven and five the year before he takes over, and then he takes over and they go to the playoffs two years in a row. Uh, that makes sense. You know, oh, he won a Super Bowl. So you're, you're almost like he's the worst person to bust balls with because there's nothing to bust about. Exactly. Like, that just sounds uh, like, oh, like, how was your morning? Uh, championship level. Yeah, we get that. No, we get that. No, we, we totally understand. Um, <laughs> for the same reason, Cam Newton would probably be on that list again. 
uh, just because I don't want to see the, oh. the colorful, magnificent sombreros that he has every day. At, at some point, I'm like, all right, Cam, I get it. I did not know that was in your closet. Um, Cam also, I feel like you'd be like, nice hat, and he'd look over you, and then he'd like walk away. He would actually float away. <laughs> like, I feel like Cam would just, you wouldn't realize he was on like a, a, a the little hoverboard. What are, those, what are the hoverboards? And he's just like, and then like zooms away. No doubt. Um, and then who's the who's the quarterback you would least like to be with in quarantine? Least like to be with, uh, and I'm going to simply say Sam Darnold because he just has a face that I want to punch. I <laughs> what? I look at Sam Darnold and I'm just like, we came out of USC. He just, I just feel like there's so much private school in him. I never beat USC in college, so there's already like a gripe there. Um, he just has one of those faces. Like, I'm not sure what it is. It's almost Baker Mayfield-esque, but I like Baker Mayfield's personality. I don't know anything about Sam Darnold. Man. I just look at him and it's like, I can't wait to hit him blindside. <laughs> oh, my God. Sam was in my top five places I want to be. I'm trying to be by the beach, man, and surf. But I guess he does have the, um, you know, the face of the kid in the high school movie where you're like, that's Sam. And then it's in, like, <laughs> slow motion, you know, and he walks by. Don't call him Sam, though. Everyone calls him Sammy D. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, I, he, he looks, up, he looks like the frat guy that just had, like, three beers, crushed, crushed two, and was like, like, yo, come get me at the door, and he's acting like he doesn't know you. I want to, gotcha. you know. But is that Sam's fault, or is the fact that every movie for 15 years cast the same-looking actor in that role? That's not on him. You know man. what I mean? Like, yes. If, I'm, if, I'm if, say yes. if the whole time that guy had, like, clear glasses, we would think about clear glasses completely. No doubt. No doubt. He sort of, he sort of gives me that Vince Vaughn from Rudy uh, feel to him. Like, he's just got a little bit too much of a chip on the shoulder, and I sort of don't like him, and I, he could be a good guy, but I still don't like him. I don't know. I'll vouch for Sammy D. Uh, Cam, you continue to exceed my expectations. Uh, that was a fucking blast. I hope you are great. What else would you like to say just to the people of New Orleans, to the people that are going to watch this uh, as we all get through this together? Please stay out of the parks. I drove by the park the other day. There was like 30 people in the park. It's not time to commune. Now it's time to go maybe, you know, run them steps in your own house. Go Do some push-ups, stick to your squats. Let's, let's all beat this thing together, but stay inside. Like, I don't think New Orleans knows how to stay inside. It's too much of a community. It's too much of a, like a, a communal, like everybody's family. And I love that about New Orleans. But don't let it ruin us. Yeah. Let's stay the hell inside and stay safe. You can't spell beignets without <laughs> in. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think you can actually. Yeah, there's there's like definitely a, a G, a G between that, but I understand where you're going. All right. Um, I am going to Cam This is How This Works. I'm going to say for Ingber, for Cam, for me. After I say your name, you have to think of something clever to say. And I'm not going to give you any more time. All right, that's it for today for Ingber. The fact that Cam Newton was in your top five and your bottom five is one of the most beautiful paradoxes I've seen in a while. For Cam Jordan. The fact that Ryan Fitzgerald. Ryan Fitzgerald. Ryan Fitzpatrick was in your top quarter because he's an Arizona guy. Resonates in my heart. And I am the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man, we will holla, holla, holla at you later. Go follow Cam Jordan on social. What is it, Cam Jordan 94 Yeah, indeed it is. Twitter, IG, I'm there. Follow that, man. See you guys. Peace.